Welcome to She Breeds, where the goal of every podcast episode is to inspire and empower women to up-level and lean in to the best versions of themselves. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, friends, and happy Friday, and happy December. It is December 1st, and we are on the brink of a new month, and I'm sure if your life is anything like mine, it is a month full of holiday festivities, end of semester wrap-up things, this and that, and it's going to be a fun and busy month for all, I am sure. Um, We settled back into our regular daily routine this week after a fun Thanksgiving and still holding those beach memories close to my heart, and um, we are excited about traveling back to Ocean Isle for next Thanksgiving with the kiddos. Um, It was just something really special about being down at Ocean Isle during Thanksgiving. So that was really fun. If you listen to last week's episode, uh, Matthew and I did a QA and a live from Ocean Isle. That was, I love those Q&As because I just feel like as long as we've been together and as much as we talk to each other, I still learn something new about him every time we do one of those Q&A episodes. But so I hope that you all are, um, we are close to a new year and I don't know if you guys are already thinking about some goals or some, um, new beginnings or maybe closing some old chapters, you know, the a new year is always a great time to kind of reevaluate and self-reflect and think about where you want to be and what you want to be doing for 2024. Um, I've always loved new year's Eve. I mean, I wouldn't say it's my favorite holiday, but it's definitely ranks up there my family when I was little always had a lot of fun with it, drinking sparkling cider and, and offering each other resolutions and just watching Dick Clark and the ball drop. And I love to be now be able to do that with my kids and for everyone to be on the brink of new beginnings. And there's just some excitement surrounding a new year. So I find that to be super fun. And we can talk more about that toward the end of the month when we kind of start talking about actual goals and things like that. But for now, We still have all this holiday festivities going on and a lot of fun to think about before Christmas and the Advent season, which starts this Sunday. I thought it started last Sunday, but interestingly, there's more Sundays between Thanksgiving and Christmas this year than usual. So um, this Sunday, we'll light the first candle of our Advent wreath and do the prayer for hope. And I always like this season so much. Um... Today's episode, we are going to talk about an old Cherokee legend, and we're going to talk about how to feed the good wolf. This legend is called The Legend of the Two Wolves. You may have heard of it, but I am going to read it. It's not very long because you need to have heard it to really appreciate today's episode and to hopefully gain some wisdom for you and your life. So here goes. The Legend of the Two Wolves. There's a Cherokee legend about an elderly brave who tells his grandson about life. Son, he says, within all of us, there's a battle of two wolves. One is evil. He is anger. He is envy, jealousy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, The other wolf is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too, 
explained the wise Cherokee elder. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. You know, every day these two wolves clash within us and we have to be the gatekeeper. We have to be the gatekeeper of our mind and to not allow the bad wolf to overtake the good wolf. And we have to decide which wolf is going to win, which wolf is going to win and take over our day or let us have a good day. And so, you know, when you're having one of those days where the bad wolf is winning, you know, it could be mom guilt. It could be worrying about something you said or worrying about something that could happen in the future. It could be feeling bad about declining an obligation or an invitation. Maybe it's feeling sorry for yourself and sliding into victimization mode just, you know, to get attention and to feel loved by others. Maybe you're feeling inferior to other people or scrolling through social media and allowing yourself to compare your life to other people's lives or allowing yourself to be disappointed in expectations that you haven't achieved for yourself. Whatever it is, our goal has to be starving the bad wolf. So, you know, when they talk about the battle between the two wolves, it's certainly within our minds because our minds are very dangerous places to be, especially if we believe what all the thoughts that go through it. Um, We talked about this several episodes ago about we don't have to believe everything that we think. And so something may pop into our mind, um, but that doesn't mean that it's true. And so a lot of those thoughts, thoughts come from the bad wolf because evolutionarily we are wired to protect ourselves. And the problem is um, the world in which we live in today is not nearly as dangerous as the world that we lived in back then, but we are still wired to constantly be on a high alert for any kind of danger. And so we can get easily activated, we can get easily stressed, easily worried, when really there's really nothing to be fearful of. And I am just as bad as anyone in doing this. I mean, I can let the the, the little things seem to a talisman of worry, or I can overthink something that I said. And so I too am working on feeding the good wolf and starving the bad wolf. And so I feel like this is something we can all work on together. And it's sort of like a rewiring of our neural pathways. Um, we've got those old ingrained ruts that we've caught, that we've always thought they're those old systemic beliefs and things that we have. The way that we think it gets so deep into our persona that it's really hard to un wind it, but scientific data and research shows us that, that it can be done, but it takes some work and it takes some, you know, inner work and some, you know, meditating on the way you want to be and, and things like that. So today we are going to talk about feeding the good wolf and starving the bad wolf. So first of all, let's talk about how to starve the bad wolf. So these are things that you can do to not feed the bad wolf. Okay, so one, if you're in your head, get out into the world. So I've even noticed that something as simple as going to the grocery store has helped me stop perseverating on something ridiculous or worrying about something. Um, Maybe I go to a coffee shop and I do some work or I take a book to read. And just being around the energy of other people is so can be so uplifting, even if it's just strangers. There's something about an energetic field around people that feels really energizing if you allow it. And especially if it's somewhere joyful, like a coffee shop or something where people are typically in a really good mood. Um, So number one, get out of your head and into the world. Secondly, 
get off social media unless you've curated a feed that makes you laugh and feels inspiring. So, you know, if you have a lot of like really funny reels or really funny TikTok videos that, that you watch to actually make you laugh, then laughing is so good for the soul. So that's fine. Um, if you've curated your feed to where you get a lot of recipes or a lot of inspiring quotes and a lot of stuff that feeds the soul, that's fun as well. But if you're just scrolling through all of your friends, you know, family pictures or accomplishments or their kids' accomplishments or things that are really making you feel like I'm not doing enough, I'm not enough, then it's really just not worth it. Um, you know, I, I do not get on Facebook. I can't stand Facebook. It's just, but then I feel bad sometimes because I miss somebody's birthday or I miss some big event that a friend did. So there's that. I do sometimes feel bad about that, but, um, I don't know what it does. It's just, it also just feels like a time suck. Like I'll, I'll get on there and then by the time I get off, it's been like 40 minutes or something. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I wasted time doing that when I could literally could have been doing anything else that would have been more productive. Um, some other ways to starve the bad wolf is, you know, when people try to give you advice or tell you what to do, my suggestion is listen to them in more like an observatory type of way. Like just listen to them, but it doesn't mean you have to do what they say, or it doesn't mean that that they know the truth or they or that they know the best decision for you because they don't live with inside of you. I um, mean, what's funny is your own soul knows you better than anyone. So while we can take advice from other people and we can hear their opinions, we really need to listen to our own gut and our own tu- our own intuition because we know ourselves better than anyone. So to not feed the bad wolf, to to starve the bad wolf, you know, don't do what other people say just because they you think that they know what they're talking about. Listen to your own intuition. Um, some other ways to starve the bad wolf is to if when you're getting when you're not on social media, maybe read fiction. Um, fiction is like a really healthy and invigorating, time-tested way to sort of escape reality, and it's not detrimental in any way. It's it's usually educational. You learn something when you read. Um, and I feel like for me, I love reading nonfiction and self-help books, but at the same time, I like reading fiction because I just get lost in another world for a while and it feels very like relaxing and like a flow state type feeling. And so I love reading fiction for that very reason. Um, another way to starve the bad wolf is to not live in the future. Try not to jump ahead and live in the future because then you're completely missing what's going on in the present moment. You know, um, there's a quote by Emily Dickinson where she says, forever is composed of nows. So it's been my mantra lately because we human, <clears throat> we humans have the same, this strange desire to dive into the future and to always be moving on to the next thing, you know, trying to plan the next trip or think about the next event or the next holiday, you know, the next memory. We're trying to plan things in the future instead of just kind of being really mindful in the moment. So when I saw that line from Emily Dickinson's poem where she said, forever is composed of nows. So we can't jump over the nows or bypass the nows. We have to enjoy every single moment because that's forever. Forever is a collection of nows. And then it also made me think of, you know, John Lennon's line in uh, the one Beatles song. It's the, anyway, the line is, um, life is what happens while you're busy making plans. And I love that line as well because I feel like, you know, if we're always running around trying to make plans, then life is happening and we're not enjoying it because we're 
jumping ahead, trying to make plans for this or that. So some of the ways to starve the bad wolf are, you know, get out of your head and into the world. Um, read, read fiction. The, the bad wolf, it wants you to sit there and overthink and perseverate and worry and have self-pity and feel sorry for yourself. And so do anything that helps you to stop doing that, whether that's listen to, listening to great music, reading a book, going on a walk, a hike, calling a friend, basically anything that makes, that helps you to not sit there and, and have those really negative thought spirals occur, that would be starving the bad wolf. talk about some ways to feed the good wolf. Let's just feed this wolf and take care of it and nurture it and just pet it and just love on this good wolf so that it wins every day. That's what we have to do here. So remember the wolf that we feed is the one that grows, right? So this is similar to the mantra that I've spoke about before. In fact, I have it hanging behind my computer and it is where attention goes, energy flows. So whatever you put your attention on, that's where all of your good energy, that's where all of your good or bad energy, but that's where your energy goes. So when you're worried about something, all your energy is going to go to that worrying. If you're, if you switch that and you're trying to like create this, a meal for yourself or a delicious, you know, meal, you're trying to like work on a project or write a thank you note to a friend, that's where your energy is going to go. And that feeds the wolf a lot better than some of those negative behaviors. So if we're focusing on things that bring peace, love, joy, purpose, contentment, relaxation, flow state, high vibes, nourishment, inspiration, education, then we're feeding the good wolf. So you really can't go wrong if you're doing anything that touches on one of those things I just listed. Um, And some ways to do that would be very simple. Um, Listen to great music. If I'm sort of in a weird funk, I have a bunch of different playlists and depending on the mood I'm in or or the way that I want my thought pattern to change. So listening to music, I mean, dance in the kitchen, just dance a little bit. Dance is such a time honored way to make yourself feel better that we do not use enough anymore in today's modern culture. You know, it used to be a very easy way to celebrate for tribes and families back in the day. Um, I mean, even in, even in like early and early American days, you know, when people would play instruments on the front porch or sing songs or, even in like, you know, cities, you know, they would get home from work and somebody would sing or play a harmonica and kids would dance. You know, it's, it's stuff that we've forgotten, like easy, free, like joyful fun that we have totally forgotten about. Um, and along those lines, another way to feed the good wolf is to be playful. We know this is something I'm working on because I've talked about it, but it's just be playful. Like it's so, it sounds so easy, but I know that it's not that easy. So it's like, you know, go out, like for me, some of the ways I've been playful lately is just lightening up a little bit, laughing at myself when I make mistakes, um, you know, playing pickleball, playing games, you know, laughing with the kids. I take a lot of inspiration from kids and teens because they, they know how to have fun. They know how to be playful. Um, another way to feed the good wolf is to have some faith in life. You know, remember that God and the universe, they have our back. We act like we're fighting some invisible force that's trying to take us down. Like we really do if you think about it. We're always acting like we're on, we're on like high alert, like we're on edge. Like because something in any moment is going to happen. So we have to just be worried. We have to be prepared. We have to like do all these things. But really, 
that's not even happening. It's just something that our psyche and our ego self tells us that that's what's happening. But it's similar to the Abraham Hicks quote where she says, there is only a stream of well-being that flows. You can allow it or resist it, but it flows just the same. So a well-being can just flow through your life if you allow it, if you just let it flow. Um, One way to kind of get into that feeling of well-being is to write a list of all of your life's desires and how you think that they will make you feel. And if you don't know, then then that right there is maybe a roadblock. If you don't know what would make you happy, then you do know. You've just never really sat down and thought about it because your heart and your soul know what would truly make you happy. So make a list of all those things. Make a list of all the things that would make you happy and that would fill your heart's desire. And this doesn't have to be things. It could be stuff like more time with family, more authentic conversations with my partner, more humor in my life. Like these are things that, that could be your heart's desire. It doesn't have to be like a bigger house, a cooler job, you know, although those can be on the list as well. But, um, and along those lines, another way to feed the good wolf is to envision your future and be as specific as possible. I know the whole like manifestation culture, like the word manifestation can get annoying because it's like we all want to manifest all the things that we want. But instead of focusing on the big umbrella picture manifestation, I think it's easier to kind of just get real quiet and think about what would a future even look like? What the future that you dream of, what would it even look like? And be extremely specific. Again, write it down. Writing things down forces you to sort of like, you know, be detailed and specific. And then for for your future, begin making some clear goals on how you want to start making those changes. Then start making small changes and taking small actions toward this future that you see. And you're going to see progress. And then that progress is going to make you want to keep going. And so that's the trick. You got to know what you want before you get there. Start making small steps, slow action, or small steps, you know, small changes, and you will start to see progress. And that will be feeding the good wolf. Um, Another way would be embrace gratitude. We talked about gratitude a couple episodes ago and how the whole concept has gotten a little commercialized, but gratitude itself goes way back into our genetic code. You know, it's helping others, you know, paying it forward, um, you know, being grateful for people who are helping us, you know, and people feel good. Like if you need help, ask others because it feels good to the people helping you. So don't ever be ashamed to ask for help if you need it. I always have to remind myself this because I'm extremely independent and I always feel terrible about asking people to help me, but then I can tell that they feel good about helping and I feel good about helping other people. So so there's that. But, um, you know, one, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago was the more gratitude you give out, the more that comes back to you. And I talked about a book I read and, um, by John Kralik. And basically he wrote for, he wrote 365 notes of gratitude to people who had made his life more fulfilling. And some of these people were as simple as the barista at Starbucks that, that cheered, that brightened his morning every day. He wrote her a thank you note. So let people know when they're adding something to your life and it will make them feel so good. And it will make you feel so good. So also another way to kind of embrace gratitude is to use your talents and skills to help other people. And then their gratitude will come back to you. So those are some other ways to feed the good wolf. 
Another way, take care of your body as if your life depends on it, because it does. Get adequate sleep, don't overdo the caffeine, don't overdo the alcohol, don't smoke, don't do drugs. These things should be common sense, but you know, sometimes people reach for things because they think it will make them feel better and it always makes them feel worse. So you just have to remember that when you have to just feel the feelings and move through whatever you're going through because when we numb things, they're going to eventually just eat us away until eventually they're gonna have to get healed or it's going to just slowly, we're going to just disintegrate from the inside out if you don't just take care of yourself and stop the numbing behaviors. Eat fresh seasonal foods, be social. Isolation is debilitating for numerous reasons. Um, You know, and at the same time, take time for yourself. So it's a, it's a balance here. You don't want to be alone all the time, but if you're with people constantly, then you need to find some alone time. So you kind of got to get a balance between being social, being with your family, but having some time to yourself to sort of regroup and self-reflect and make sure you're doing okay emotionally. Um, And one way to do this is just to instill a daily spiritual practice, whether that's a devotional or whether it's just some time in prayer or meditation. Um, Sometimes in the morning, I just come downstairs to my little office area and I light a candle and I just sit here. Like I just sit here and let my brain process things. It's like so relaxing. I can't even explain it. I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my computer. I don't read. I just look at the the flame and the candle and just think. And it's so relaxing because I may be sorting out something really deep, or I may just be sitting here thinking like, what are we going to cook for dinner tonight? But whatever I'm thinking about, it feels really good just to be able to do it in the complete stillness. Um, And even 15 minutes of doing this every day, I think you would find is extremely uplifting and invigorating. So that's another way to feed the good wolf. And a very important way is to try to be compassionate toward other people. I'm learning how to do this and I'm learning how to view other people with compassion instead of judgment. When you go through a divorce in a small town, there's a lot of people who can turn judgment upon you because they don't really know the story and they're just, you know. So instead of getting mad at them or frustrated with people for that, I just have compassion on them because it makes me realize that they just didn't have enough guidance or education or they don't they they just have this one way of thinking and if things don't go that way and if things don't follow the rules or their religious beliefs or whatever, then then they think it's wrong. And so instead of me getting offended by it, I just have compassion on them. And it is makes me feel so much better. It may not change the way they think, or it may not help me understand them any better, but at least it makes me feel better because I know that anyone who thinks like that needs compassion turned on them. And it's actually not that hard. Like the more you do it, the more you can really start to see through people's facades and you can kind of see through that exterior wall that most people put up to protect their hearts and to protect their beliefs. And when you can kind of like see through it, you can really see that child that's within everyone. And it's really helpful if you're trying to have compassion toward people. And so that is certainly a way to feed the good wolf. You know, and And honestly, some days the bad wolf is just going to win no matter how much we try to prevent it. And on those days, you're just going to have to forgive yourself. You're going to have to be gentle with yourself. And you're just going to have to wake up the next day and say it's going to be a better day today. But awareness is the first step to any type of improvement. It's the first step to any type of movement. And so just knowing that there's a battle between the good wolf and the bad wolf going on inside your mind is step number one. So when you start to feel that bad wolf creeping in, you got to starve it and you got to feed the good wolf. And you don't have to think about, I'm going to starve the bad wolf. That sounds kind of hateful, but you can just think about feeding the good wolf. And then inadvertently, the bad wolf is going to starve. Um, And it's not like you're killing an actual animal. So it's a metaphor. So 
you don't have to worry about that. But, um, you know, so yeah, when I start to feel the bad wolf getting a little bit ahead in the race, I do all the things that I know work for me in terms of feeding the good wolf. And it is extremely, um, impactful and productive and it actually works. And while the pendulum may not swing completely in the other direction, if I'm having just one of those bad days, it certainly swings a little bit and kind of gets back to center. Um, some of the immediate go-to things that I do is meditate, listening to high vibe music, get outside in nature, um, go to a coffee shop and shift my energetic, you know, frequency because being around other people helps me do that. So those are some go-to quick ways that I, if I start to feel in the bad wolf creeping in. Um, and so, yeah, I hope you learned something today. When I first heard that Cherokee legend, I just loved it so much because I'm a visual person and I love metaphors and I felt like it really helped me kind of, instead of just seeing it as me being like an overthinker, it really helped me see that I have this bad wolf, good wolf duality in my mind as we all do. And it helped me kind of see how I can make uh, life a little bit more joyful and kind of get more into that flow of well-being like Abraham Hicks talks about. So as you go into this month and continue throughout the holiday season, remember to do what feeds the good wolf. Just remember, we can't let the bad wolf win the battle and we have to uphold the good wolf. So I hope you all have a fantastic week and I hope you have some fun things planned for this weekend and I will catch you on the next episode of She Breathes. If you are enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing so you don't miss an episode. My goal is to share information and inspiration so that women feel seen, heard, and empowered. Also, if you know someone who would benefit from this podcast, please share. Lastly, if you have a topic or idea that you want to hear more about, or if you want me to expound upon a topic I've previously discussed, please let me know. Message me on any of my social media platforms or email at susanna.shetley at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening.